And now, from fucking Zoom, it's the Allison Rosen is your new best friend show tonight. Allison welcomes her guests. He's an actor, comedian, and host of Mystery Science Theater 3000. It's Jonah Ray. Hello, he, he's an everybody. Act- <laughs> he's an actor, comedian, and podcaster who once shared a scene with me on primetime network television. It's John Ross Bowie. Hello, Tony and Allison and everyone. <laughs> Daniel Quantz is here, and even though it's another Zoom episode, he really thinks this one is going to hug. I'm the bad boy of podcasting, Tony Thaxton, a nickname I absolutely did not give myself, inviting you to say hello to your new best friend, Allison Rosen. Allison Rosen. Hello, my little campfire marshmallows. Welcome to another exciting episode of Allison Rosen is your new best friend. That particular carbohydrate was sent in on Patreon. Patreon. By Ray Morgan. Yes, I'm on Patreon. You can get all sorts of fun stuff. You can get bonus episodes. We just did one with everyone's favorite, Betsy Sodaro. Uh, you can see videos. For example, you can see this very show right here that we're recording right now. You can, Hell yeah. Uh, there's a... There's a level where you can text me and I will text you back. Uh, you can submit carbohydrates that I will call the Thursday group, a tradition that started many moons ago. How does she keep straight which carbohydrates she has addressed people as? And make it fair that she doesn't, you know, always choose one person's carbohydrate versus the other. You're probably not wondering, but if you are, I've got you and I'm going to answer that question. Uh, there's someone named Jess Flowers who has volunteered to be my carb czar, and she sends in a spreadsheet that I periodically check to make sure it's all fair. That's right. I'm giving you some behind the scenes, you know, remember VH1 behind the music? This is uh, behind the carbohydrates. No one wanted it. It's just (laughs) Just as good. Maybe better. Thank you, Tony Thaxton. Anyway, patreon.com slash Allison Rosen. Subscribe. Patreon. Get two months for free. That's a good deal. Yes, we are doing Zoom. It's my fault. I have taken two COVID tests. I am testing negative, but I'm not feeling well. I don't believe it's COVID, but still, given... (laughs) Back in the old days, pre-pandemic, given how I feel, I would just suck it up and go to work because that is what we did. Boy, this really sounds like uphill both ways in the snow. Very, very, very right wing. <laughs> it really does. Um, but now that Making we're all pivot. much, much more aware of germs and my now studio has been is... red pilled since the last time I was on the show. <laughs> I think so. That's where the money is. Yeah, I feel like it's just the responsible thing to do before seeing someone in person is to let them know if you're not feeling 100 percent. And I am not feeling 100%. And I, I let everyone know that earlier today. And then I'm feeling even worse since then. Um, so uh, the wise decision was made that we would see each other on Zoom, even though Tony had a real temper tantrum about it. I had to talk him down. <laughs> He's still kind of being a baby about it i don't know what a tony thaxton temper tantrum would look like oh my god it sounds made up 
Oh my God. <laughs> there's a lot of pouting. There's, let's see. Let's see if I can find it, a text. I mean, you're kind of not, you, she's not wrong about the pouting. And look, it I just under- looks like I animal under- from the Muppets, right? That's just what you look like. <laughs> there's you a hint of that. Yeah. yeah. Let's it's, see. Uh, you know, uh, don't get me wrong. I understand why, but I just, I've just never, I have never, two and a half years in, I have not adapted to Zoom. I just fucking hate it. It's so unnatural to me. And uh, no, I hear that. I hear yeah. it. it's not my favorite thing either. I just, I it, it will set off. It will set off if my kids get COVID. It will set off such a domino effect. Yeah, that would would fuck my summer so sideways. It it would it would be striking. It would be really remarkable. <laughs> yeah. No. And again, I understand. I understand why we're doing it. Yeah. That's all. Also, you know, if you get it, you can't work, which is a terrible thing. That's ha- yeah. that's uh, that's what happened to my wife, Deanna. It's, uh, she was feeling fine, but tested positive, couldn't go and get a job. Ugh. And then that's upsetting. That's the upsetting part is that we can't contribute to the wheel of capitalism because <laughs> okay. of this. I, I, yeah, there's no such thing as a sick cog. Got to be a healthy cog. <laughs> okay, listen, listen to just unhinged Tony just fucking unloading start with a sigh okay zoom it is and then emoji of the smiley face with the tears coming out oh my god i mean god. can mm. you even handle like talk about going from zero to you know a hundred in a I mean, flash I guess on the tony faxon scale that's borderline abusive but i mean the scale i mean we're grading <laughs> on a curve here right, right. <laughs> yeah. tony and what then- would that face what would that emoji look like irl if we could see that real quick yeah, for Patreon. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Patreon.com. And then I said, I'm so sorry. And then listen to this maniac. It's okay. I understand. Oh, so I need to learn aggressive. how to psych myself up oh. for Zoom or something somehow. What an asshole, right? Unbelievable. I, I believed that anything I was sending you via text message was going to stay between you and I. <laughs> I know. <laughs> not part I'm of just deal. kidding. He took. No, Tony's a champ. But no one, look, no one likes Zoom. We, I think this is the right call, though. This is definitely the right call. But I now know, that we're back to doing some in-persons, it has reminded me that no matter how great a Zoom feels, it is just not the same. Have you guys all found this to be the case for you as well? Oh, yeah. Yeah, oh, definitely. of course. Yeah. Yeah, it's not fun. I like, I've like, had to, like, we've done, we did this past season of Mystery Science Theater over Zoom, and it, uh... Mm. Not very fun. It's like super exhausting because it's just, you know, the the amount of like you're constantly on. It's like when you're in a room, you feel like you can just kind of zone out and, you know, Mm -hmm. still be a part of the conversation. With this, you zone out and everyone just can see you blank stare (laughs) like that. Just just like Dave Foley in that new Kids in the Hall sketch where he's playing that song over and over. Just like just death stare off to the side. I haven't (laughs) seen it. That's what I don't like. I haven't seen that yet, but I've seen so many people tweeting about Kith. And then I finally put it together. I was like, what is Kith? By the way, I haven't even, I, Tony did, but I have not, uh, formally introduced and said hello to everyone. John Ross Bowie, hello and welcome. Hello, Allison. Nice to see you again. Hi. Jonah Ray, hello. Welcome back. Hello, hello. Thanks for having me back. Daniel, hello. 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 Tony. Hello. Hello. It's another Tony's Picks. Tony's it's another picks. Tony's Picks. Now, when I threw caution to the wind and said, let's really 
shake things up this summer, spring, more like spring. What month are we in? Spring, summer. Let's just get, let's just get crazy. Let's just see what happens if, if I just let Tony take the reins. I decided to get crazy for two episodes. And now, am I right that this is our fourth? Uh, yeah, I believe so. Our fourth. That's right. It's gone so well. That it's stretched into four episodes, Tony. All, yeah, all the listeners have said it's their favorite episodes ever. I think. Yeah, and yeah. Said the show's never been that. hotter. They that's want the use, that's the word they used. Hotter. It's never hotter. Been hotter. That's right. Yeah, yeah. Everyone's talking about it. It's mm-hmm. just been a wild success. And do you feel you get to be a little lazier now that you don't oh, have yeah. to? Yeah, that's the, been the best part. And I nobody that thought was... that was possible. <laughs> yeah, I certainly didn't. <laughs> yeah, well, that's the thing about being lazy is like, no matter how low you go, there's always another level. <laughs> you can always, you can always, it's like, you you know, you can always, whatever half of something is, you can always, you know, mathematically, you can always keep finding less of it. You can always go in half, even when it's like an imperceptible number. That's yeah, how like going down is. the pillow aisle at Target. You're yes. just like, you're like, no way, there's going to be a softer one than this. Hold yes. on, walk yes. a foot forward. <laughs> right. What? Yeah. Right. I can always, I can always dig deep and do less. Mm-hmm. So, and I think that was. That's so the, brave of you. Thank That's you. So thank you. Thank you. Yeah, I'm going to be on the cover of People soon with a whole <laughs> quote to that. And I think that was the pitch to Tony. It was Tony. I'm, I'm tired. How about you do that? And, and here's a fun thing we could do. Um, but he's just been knocking it out of the park. Uh. So anyway, oh, we'll see how this episode goes. We do not know. We don't know anything. That's the fun of this. Anything could happen. I know we have some fun facts. We have a quiz that you guys don't know about uh, that I have asked Tony to prepare, which really <laughs> anything could happen. Um, we have some other stuff. Uh, <laughs> Everyone's favorite. See, the other stuff. It's the it's the laziness. Uh, but the reason I think I might be sick, if I am, I don't know, is because Daniel and I went camping with our children this weekend. Now, Ooh. I don't know if you guys are campers. We will get to that. We went on a camping trip with my kids preschool. Um, oh, there's a l- dude, you're sick. You have everything. <laughs> you have yeah. hepatitis. You have smallpox. You, dude, I Chicken wouldn't even have done this again. on Zoom if I'd known. This. <laughs> <laughs> there were, I did see like little kids' snotty noses. Wait, how many? Because ki- I don't think I knew this either. I think oh, I you knew didn't... you were going with like some friends, but I don't. I feel like that's the way you had described it before. I didn't know it was like with the school. It was with you the school. You would call these kids snot-nosed kids. Right? <laughs> they were snot-nosed kids, yeah. Yeah. NSKs. But... I mean, SNKs. Damn it. <laughs> Sink. But we were outside and they were like, you know, knee yeah. level. So somehow I told myself like, oh, it's okay. But still. Still, the germs were flying. I camping in quotes, too, by the way. Yeah, well, that, I, that's what I want to get to. Because to me, it was camping. But I posted about it online. And oh, boy, oh did boy. the camping truthers come <laughs> for me. Now, I suppose 
sort of like on a spectrum of red turning into orange, turning, you know, all the colors are on a spectrum and it's like where you decide one color turns into another. It's just where we all agree. I don't know where we decide camping turns into glamping or whatever, but my understanding of glamping is that it's like a comfortable experience. I wouldn't call this glamping either. There was nothing glamorous or comfortable about this experience. Hence, to me, this was camping. No, I, we were Did not. Did you have a in chair? <laughs> Daniel if you purchased. Have a chair, that's glamping to me. That's the old Daniel purchased. Was there Wi Fi? No. <laughs> Thank that's you. One in the, that's one in the nay category. And there was um, also not even not cell service. service. Nothing. Was mm. there a tent that you had not con- put together yourself? Okay. Was there uh-huh. a tent? Period. There yeah. <laughs> no, there wasn't a tent. We were in like a little a mobile home motor. It was, was a, it a tiny, tiny mobile. It would it would be like a like a, a tiny home. prefab cabin mobile home thing on wheels. Hence that that puts it in the glamping category. But you had to turn sideways to to walk past another person to go from one side to the other. Yeah, everything was very tiny. Like well, we the, did I think have that's a not camping. I think that's just slumming it. <laughs> yeah, basically, it was slumming yeah. it at an RV park. Like it was yeah. at a, it was at a place where people set up shop for about a month, you know. And th- there's tons of RVs, and then there were like little areas where mm-hmm. you you had people who weren't in RVs, but mostly it was an RV park. Yeah, yeah. So that's not camping then. Right? Yeah, it didn't feel like camping to me. Plus, yeah. it was in an area that was pretty lowland. So it was very, to me, like, not that that, that well, defines camping. I can't believe camping, on my own show, I'm getting camping truthered. To me, camping has to be, for me, it has to be somewhere that's not. Okay, not. To me, if five of those kids didn't somehow die of dysentery, I will not consider it camping. <laughs> Did you at any point resort to Did cannibalism? <laughs> yeah. We were prepared it. to if we needed to. I was sizing um, everyone up. <laughs> he, Daniel did, he did make jokes about it Going okay then pinching kids <laughs> what what is it that we did if that wasn't camping and then what was that how Stuck would in you traffic <laughs> <laughs> oh that was brutal <laughs> no, it, it was oh shit <laughs> i would say it was just like a a bad hotel experience <laughs> you are as bad as them anyway it actually my feeling is camping to me. See, it's see. Look, I know this. I know there's. I I know so many people who love camping, and this is very like opposite of how they feel. Um, and I feel like a caricature saying this. However, it's just like we have gotten to a place where we don't need to make ourselves so uncomfortable, and it just seems like opting to make yourself to challenge yourself and be very uncomfortable. And why do that? So you can appreciate the times you are comfortable, right? I guess. This is me as a person who doesn't camp. And (laughs) the thing I make myself most uncomfortable situation is I stand in a cold shower for five seconds at the end of my super hot long shower during the drought. That's how I make myself feel uncomfortable. (laughs) But like, I think that's sometimes the idea yeah, I mean, Just I guess ex- of- exercise in a way is kind of that. Like, that's challenging yourself. You know, yeah. although, like, I – so when I – and again, this is not truly camping. But, like, when I was lying 
So the bed was in this room that was like maybe the size of the bed, the size of the bed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I was lying on it and I was so exhausted from like getting up there and getting set up in the tiny place. And I was thinking, you know, if the kids weren't there and I was just with Daniel and I was like lying there looking at the stars, I could see how that could be a pleasant experience. And I remembered having gone camping on a school trip when I was in seventh grade and that being pleasant. But something about having two little kids, three and five, those are just the, the three-year-old. I mean, it just, it was just tough. So John, you have kids and you, you don't camp with them. Last time we went camping, we ate something wrong. Oh no. And we were, we were genuinely camping. We were in a tent that we, we pitched ourselves and um, we, three of the four of us woke up around 5 a.m. in distress. Oh, no. Oh, wow. In circumstances that were not ideal to be in that kind of distress. And we have not been camping since. <laughs> were you throwing yeah, up? Stop you. Yes. Wait, what? We Wait, what? There were a few things going on. There were a few things Up and down? Oh. Up and down. Oh, all, it was coming out everywhere. It oh, was, no. It was, prof- it was, I was prolific. <laughs> oh God! Now that sounds miserable. It was not what okay. You, what did Poets you do? Poets still write about it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. There's a there's a horror. I don't know how well your ancient Greek is, but uh, um, if you, there's a wonderful epic poem about it. Um, yeah, it was really rough, and we were up in um, like the mountains. There's like campable areas if you take the one all the way up um, past like malibu and past leo carrillo and stuff there's some really nice campgrounds up there but i mean you're you're out there you know your 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 phone does not work and and um we it was yeah it was really really unpleasant i'll do like a uh there's a place up up the coast a little bit near santa barbara called el capitan which is closer camping you know that's that's glamping that's i was looking at their website and i was like this if this is what people when people are accusing me of glamping by the way i don't know why my entire identity is now tied up with like i was not glamping um but if this is what people think i was doing that's not what we were doing there was not an alarm clock in the room and there was not why like that seems very there's wi-fi uh, there's an alarm clock there's a designated fire pit if you can't get a fire started you go down to the (laughs) uh the snack shop at the base of the hill and you buy these little fire starters which are basically like uh, uh chipped wood covered in wax that go up immediately right they're wrapped in like a paper bag and they immediately go up you know really easy so there's nothing resembling roughing it you know your food tastes a little more open airy but that's it (laughs) (laughs) let's do some fun facts jonah could we hear a jonah ray fun fact Mm, something that i've never said before huh well it doesn't i mean (laughs) I don't know if that's the pr- that is not typically the parameter, but I love an exclusive. I don't know. I'm trying to think about what would be f- considered fun uh, and also factual. Um, but how about? Uh, oh, how about? Mm, I don't know. Can Can John go first? Sure. Because oh. like you know, I have a tendency. Last like I think the last two times I've been on this show, it gets like real real fast, and uh, I want to try and keep it light. And I'm afraid. Okay. I always, uh, what Kyle Kinane says about me is I retreat into sincerity when I don't know how to be funny. And so uh, let's have John go first, and then maybe okay. I'll come up with one that's fun. Okay. Let the record show that there are less endearing traits in modern comedy than retreating into sincerity, <laughs> yeah. Jonah. And I've always found that kind of 
pleasant about you. Yeah, um, ju- just to release the pressure. You don't have to be anything other than yourself. As long as it's entertaining. What? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can just you can just you can just be. That's what the have fun I been doing show. for my entire career? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, yes. I. Uh, Oh, I have a cool new tattoo. This Ooh. was dumb. Let's this see was it. dumb. I probably shouldn't. You get to an age though where you're like, listen, the older I get, the less likely it is that any any director is going to ask me to take off my shirt. So <laughs> fuck it, you know. But I got um, I got this. I think you can make it out here. And for those oh, of yeah. you who are just listening, Alice Rosen, Patreon subscribers, that is this? the uh, Unisphere from the 1964 World's Fair. Oh, nice. Uh, which which was held in my native Queens. And um, it is the World's Fair where my parents met. Oh. Oh. No. That's so um, cool. Now, did that. Allison, which World's divorce? Fair? Did- yes, but um, <laughs> uh, without, without that particular World's Fair where they both found themselves uh, giving tours at the Ford Pavilion, um, that was the first year the Mustang was rolled out. Um, but without without the sixty four World's Fair, there there is no me, and uh, and also the theme that year was peace through understanding, hmm. and uh, that fair contained the debut of the It's a Small World ride. Oh yeah, oh, wow. I've read about that before. I forgot. About yeah. It. yeah, so I got I got the Unisphere, which is still standing. It's right there. the The World's Fairgrounds are still there out in Flushing mm-hmm. Meadows near. Um, near uh what was shea stadium and what is city field um but you can you can visit it and it's very photogenic i love that Uh, the first tattoo uh it is the third i've got my kids hebrew names on the inside of my arms there's uh uh baruch zev that's blessed uh wolf that's my son um, not his name is Walter, but for the purposes of, of his Hebrew education, he has a Hebrew name. And then, uh, but Sheer, which is a uh, daughter of song. Um, we're uh, talk about sincere. You want to talk about how we're raising our kids? You want to, I can yeah. I'll see your sincerity, sincerity and, and raise you. Um, we're raising them um, fairly culturally Jewish. My wife is Jewish. So they're ethnically Jewish. Um, it, it, it being a, uh, a, a, uh, what is it? Uh, matrilineal religion, mm-hmm. I believe, is the term. Yes, that you're welcome, right. Patreon. <laughs> <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, so they're they're getting bar and bat mitzvah and and the whole deal. And um, I just thought it was a nice thing. Like it seemed like the, the sort of tattoo that I wouldn't regret my kids' names, and it connects me to my wife and her heritage. And it just seemed like a, a fun thing to do. So yeah, that's probably it. So three's probably it. And I mean Jonah. this with with like no ill will. When these kids eventually rebel against you and your wife as their parents, uh, and they um, like say they don't want to be living a life, you know, just in, just as that happens, you know, as yeah. the kids rebel, uh-huh. Uh-huh. Um, are you going to then? start working out so every time they start to like do something that's not becoming of uh, their jewish heritage you just have to like pull up your guns and uh-huh. find, lift up your shirt yeah just go, yeah okay yeah i'm gonna start i'm starting i'm gonna i'm gonna put some real gun behind the hebrew yeah. and yeah. uh and and really let them uh, have it also i can always get it you know covered with like some vines or a butterfly or whatever you do like when you you know get your first wife's name tattooed and you have to fix that you know yeah um, i have a friend who whose body i'm not gonna name him he has 
his body is the museum of regrettable tattoos. He has all of them. He has Celtic symbol around his navel. He has <laughs> ex-girlfriend's name. He has Chinese character. Maybe it's the right one. Don't remember. Um, he's and he's got a fourth one that's like it's not like the the chili pepper mother, mother's milk logo, but mm-hmm. it's of that it's of that genre of regrettable <laughs> <Yeah>. tattoos. <laughs> um. Well, I think we need to hear the fun fact, Sting. That's a fun fact. Thank you. It's pretty fun. It wasn't bad. Is that the Living Spaces jingle? Sure is. <laughs> it is. Okay. It's Jackie Johnson. She can do the Living Spaces jingle. And so then she, we had her sing like a lot of stuff in that style. Because why wouldn't you? Wait, so Tony I have a question. Paxton. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Um, so, John, but you're you are not Jewish, right? I am not. It's a popular misconception that I am. Wait, um, what? Because of who I, <laughs> because of me. Um, but no, I was, uh, I was, I was raised uh, Episcopalian, which is, um, uh, if you're not really familiar with the various schisms of Christianity, it's uh, Catholic, it's diet Catholic, basically. Mm-hmm. Mm. And so raising your kids, wait, you said you're raising them culturally Jewish, but yeah, also I mean, we don't, like we religiously don't or no. We, we don't, I see. we, you know, we, but you know, we, we, uh, you know, we, we I worship like Jesus the, Christ as our Lord and savior. It's like, we don't, like, we're just culturally. Jewish. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no, obviously, you know, we, we remind them every evening that uh, there is this carpenter who died for their sins, but we like a bagel. We <laughs> 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 doesn't like a bagel. <laughs> but to get that. So just the reason I'm, I'm, I'm curious. Cause my last oh, name is Rosen. Yeah. Like <laughs> how old are your kids? Uh, three and five. Oh shit. Okay. So yeah, this is, we like, we're getting to the point where like, we should eventually talk about this. Like we're, we're they're 12 and 14, my kids. Mm-hmm. So we're, we've already got one bat mitzvah in the rear view. Right. Um, and, um, yeah, it's, you know, it's, it's an ongoing discussion of like, what, what are we, what do we believe, you know, and they're kind of sorting mm-hmm. some stuff out themselves. Um, but it's, um, uh, there's a lot of really lovely stuff in in Judaism. I love a seder. I have always loved a seder. Uh, I love the uh, the idea of uh, the new year starting in September mm-hmm. uh, and people having apples and honey to you know wish for a, a a sweet new year. There's just a lot I dig about those traditions. So it's it's a fun thing to be a, a part of, which Can is a very you- like shallow way to talk about a you know six thousand year old faith but i um well i mean like but it is also a culture it that's you know that's yeah. the kind of the stickiness right. of it. it's like uh it is everything you described and so much of it is just like it's like that sounds great like it's like yeah let's celebrate it's like like you know we can like you know like people celebrate cinco de mayo or you know some kind you know just yeah. st patrick's day it's not necessary i'm not any of those uh nationalities uh or come from those cultures but i love that we get to you know partake and celebrate and, and also, uh, you're you're um, while you are not Jewish, Jonah. That is a high anxiety clock behind you, or or just it's, it's a, just the album cover. It's the soundtrack uh, for High Anxiety, uh, mm-hmm. the Mel Brooks movie. Um, Unless I'm mistaken, that particular album also has some stuff from Blazing Saddles and the producers on it. 
on the back, it's like record. a greatest hits. Uh, so uh-huh. stuff, you know, uh, so from 12 chairs, producers, blazing saddles, uh, Hope young for the best, exe- expect the worst, Expect the worst. Exactly. Um, you've got, uh, blazing saddles and the Lily von Strupp song. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's, uh, that's all killer. No filler. That record. I know yeah. that record. And, yeah. And then like, and like, yeah, the high anxiety stuff is great. Cause like high anxiety is probably, you know, it's my favorite Mel Brooks movie. It's uh it's a fantastic, uh, he song. sings it quite well. Anxiety. <laughs> um, but this is signed, signed by, uh, Mel Brooks. When we had him on uh, the Nerdist, we went to his offices, and I was very I listened nervous. to that one. Him. That yeah. was amazing because oh, wow. that was like ten years ago, and you were explaining to like an eighty-year-old man what a podcast was, and it didn't <laughs> go great, but it was it was really interesting. Yeah, he was uh, he was exactly what I wanted him to be. It was it was amazing. He was drinking out of a little white paper cup, his water, uh, just like I see in every every time he's in his office. Uh, you know, there's always every picture, every footage. It's like he always has the cup, and um, I uh, I gave him the record to sign. And uh, he's, 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 he's like, yes, I'll sign it. Yes, I'll sign it. And he puts it down. And he gets a Sharpie out. Uh, and then he writes. Um, and, you know, he met me and Matt Myra at the same time, along with Chris. And he, But Chris, of course, he'll remember the name of. And then, like, uh, he puts it down. And he's, he's like, okay, to Matt. Fuck! <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, we all start laughing. And then he's like, I'm sorry. You're Jonah. You have the Jew name. He's Matt. He just looks like one. Uh, and I'm like, I'm like, this is great. No, no, no. Just cross out Matt's name. And then... <laughs> And then, like, finish it. So, yes, it's two, Matt, crossed out, Jonah, all the best, uh, Mel Brooks. I think nice. we just kind of wow. snuck in Jonah's uh, fun, fun fact. Fun fact? a fun fact. There you but go. That's yeah. a fun fact. Hey. That's right. Yeah. Do you ha- should we go with that fun fact, or do you- had you thought of another one you want to You already get? gave no, him the no. sound sting. I gave- yeah, I already got the sound sting. Did I, did I get-, get past it? I mean, if you want, Sure. Um, no, I, that, I mean I could just point him more. That's like I got. That's a that's signed by Brian Henson. That's a uh, little wiener uh, puppet oh, uh, yeah. that I got when I did a puppet up at the uh, Jim Henson Studios. So that's nice. This is a yeah. Is that a, a Chucky doll? Mr. Sen- it's a Chucky doll that uh that I was sent during uh, when they were promoting the new Chucky series. And um, uh, Deanna, my wife, uh, hates Chucky. Like I, uh, yeah, I'm she- not so fond of him. Yeah, and it's like, you know, they're really fun movies and the show's really good. Uh, so, uh, but they sent us this and I, I knew it was going to be very upsetting. So, when I leave uh, for trips now, I uh, hide it in certain spots uh, so she can find it. <laughs> That's great. That's yeah. horrifying. Yeah. It's, <laughs> now, it's now conditioned her to be a little better. Uh, <laughs> I don't know how I feel about that. Um, I think, I think it might be time. For what could be a very ill-fated quiz. Tony, (laughs) should I explain this quiz or should you explain this quiz? Uh, Whatever you want. It's still your show. It may be Tony's picks, but it's still your show. You said Tony's picks? I did say Tony's picks. And I meant to say Tony's Tony's picks. picks. Tony's picks. That's right. Um, Worth going back for. (laughs) So... Uh, John, you wrote a book about Heathers, right? Yeah. Uh, and I forgot to talk to you about that when you came on the show on our one-on-one, uh, with Tony, our two-on-one. Um, Heathers is a movie that I watched like repeatedly when I was young, although it's been many, many years since I've seen it, but I loved it. Uh, Jonah, have you seen Heathers? Yes. I, I love Heathers. Okay. I Dan- love it. Yeah. Daniel, have you seen it? Oh yeah. Long time ago. Okay, good. Yeah. Tony has not seen it, so I said, oh, he hasn't seen Heather's. Really, I've never seen Heather's. It's one of those that just snuck by me my whole life. Yeah, yeah. yeah. 
So I suggested to Tony, why don't you write a Heather's quiz for us? So he has put together a quiz. So someone who's not seen the film has (laughs) put together the quiz and he's going to quiz me or everybody. Everyone. Great. Uh, I wrote the book book on the film. Yes. 11 years ago. And Um, none of us have seen it recently. And Tony has never seen it. So this is going to be amusing. It doesn't matter if like John hasn't seen it in a while. He wrote a fucking book on it. He'll probably win. Yeah. Well, wa- watch me fuck this up anyway. I um, don't don't underestimate my ability to, dis- to disappoint you, Jonah. Um, <laughs> uh, Listen, quality is not important on this show. Fun is great. Fantastic. Silliness. And, and the thing and is, set me up. as as someone who's not seen it, literally pretty much all I did was just went to the IMDb trivia. And uh, so a lot of this is like, a you know, who knows? That's not necessarily always reliable. Some of this could be bullshit, but that's what I went because I don't know any better. And some of this one is little... source, Tony. I was hoping you would have, you know, used microfiche. <laughs> well, if someone didn't ask me thirty minutes before showtime. <laughs> <laughs> um, I was okay. just expecting the amount of energy you put into researching the albums on your pot, your own podcast. But I yes. guess you just care about that one a little more. Fair right. enough. Right. You know. Right. Um, okay, do we think they need pen and paper? Probably not. I'll keep score over here. Okay. No, it's just... Um, yeah, and no it's, cheating. Nobody nobody goes to the IMDb page. That's it's right. A, yeah. It's no... Uh, it's just quick. There's short. A couple of them. Yeah. You'll you'll see. I'm not going to say that. Do we ding anymore. in? How are we going to do this? Um, yeah, because I, I decided to not go multiple choice on these. So if I guess if you know it, just jump in, I guess. Okay. Um, if we could do the hand-raising tool. Um... Let's just wait. Oh, wow. Who disappeared? No one did. <laughs> I don't know how the tool. <laughs> that's, that's, we use the hand raising tool in the right the Zoom writers room for MST. So it's like if you have a a riff you want to pitch, uh, you raise your hand. Then I pause the movie that we're sharing on the screen, and then someone says, "What if they said that?" And we go, "Ha ha!" Moving on. How, wait, where's the hand? Let's not do the, the, I'm thinking let's not do the hand raising, both because I don't know how to do it, even though I could probably figure it out, and because it's an audio show. I say let's just, just say your name if you know it. Okay. Shout your own name. Yeah. And I already have too many things to look at on my screen, so. Fair enough. All right. <laughs> Here we go. Again, could be, could be all bullshit, could be real. We'll see what happens. Right. These could be easy questions. Everybody knows they could be super hard. I have literally no clue. It's been Again, like 12 years since I did my homework, but yes. let's let's see what's up. Let's, the let's fun see how is that Tony doesn't know what he's asking. How many questions are there, Tony? Uh, it's five questions. Okay. And we're going to need quiz sound effects, please. Okay. Well, this is going to be slightly tricky because I have a million things on my screen, but here we go. Question one. The book that suicidal students supposedly underline meaningful passages from was Moby Dick. The producers could not get permission from the book they wanted to use, so Moby Dick was used instead because it's public domain. What book was it originally going to be? John, Catcher in the Rye, I think. That is correct. Okay. All right, John. Yeah, there's a whole thing there, and they and like the Salinger estate, famously cool guys, were like, yeah, no, we're not going to, no, no, you can't, <laughs> absolutely not, no. <laughs> 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 Moby Dick is. I like that they just like didn't even try for anything else. They were just like it's like Moby Dick is free. It's like, <laughs> it's like every cheap TV show I've ever been on. They're like this is public domain, so let's just have them reading 
You ever done like a you ever done like a Halloween episode on a cheap TV show? Oh, those are the the best. I love watching the pirate nurse. Yeah, (laughs) it's like it's it's the one thing that just is so disconnected from reality when you (laughs) see something and like it's like no one's a pop culture reference. You're like, this is fake. Everything just goes out the window. But then then if you do something that's like a Disney property or something and their Halloween episodes are bonkers you know it's it's the amount of ip on the screen is crazy but if you do like a, a like a tiny little show on a really low budget man it's yeah. it's always just like yeah. oh ghost. i guess that's a witch pirate ghost pirate <laughs> witch uh army man uh, and then there's uh, but then like in uh last night in soho uh i thought like that was like they had the halloween party scene in that movie and i was like okay but then they showed uh there was like the three mean girls were just up like the girls from the craft and i was like okay there's your pop culture reference <laughs> Um, so was naming uh, Christian Slater's character JD, was that like an homage to Salinger? It was half a uh, an homage. It was um, his name is Jason Dean. Oh, right. And it's Jason Dean because he's not James Dean. He's like a copy of a copy of a copy of a copy. And Got they it. thought the funniest name for that kind of progression was Jason. Yes. <laughs> I have to it's also funny because the names in that are all um they're all virtually obsolete like nobody names their kids heather anymore my daughter doesn't go to school with a single fucking heather right there are no heathers there's no bettys there's no jasons Mm -hmm. like every name in that movie is fucking obsolete we might they might come around again but they might as well be like agatha yeah (laughs) yeah mildred agatha yeah Yeah. (laughs) although i know a baby agatha is that the full name Baby Agatha, yes. <laughs> Whatever happened to Baby Agatha? Um, John, what is your what is your book? My book is a uh, it's just sort of a, a half like uh, behind the scenes how it was made and analysis uh, of of the film from a bunch of different angles, like how it was shot, what the color schemes are in it, uh, how it was scored, the the various performance choices in it. It was part of a series of books. Uh, this editor, Sean Howe, wanted to publish a series of books. I know on him. Films that do you know Sean Howe? Um, I mean, I lived in New York, uh, and I, I, I. It's been years since I've seen him, but I do. I had, I, I've met him before, and sort of. Met Wait, him. when did you live in New York? From, uh, I moved, I moved there in 2002, and I moved back in 2010. Okay, all right. So that's after I had left, but yeah, in the years before I left. Both Sean and I were writing for uh, the New York Press, um, which it. was like the scrappy little alternative yes. to uh, the Village Voice, right? I, and- I wrote for them a little bit. Jeff Corrin? Was that- yeah, that sounds right. Yeah, yeah. Jeff Corrin was an editor yeah. there, and uh, John Strasbaugh, Andre mm-hmm. Slivka. The rest of that masthead was bonkers, though, because it was um, uh, – oh, what's his face? Jonathan Ames. Mm-hmm. who went on to do uh, Bored to Death. Um, Mike Doty from Soul Coughing was writing right. both his own stuff and some, uh, he's writing under a pseudonym called Dirty Sanchez. Oh, uh, yeah. Amazing people working over there. Anyway, Sean wanted to do a series of books on films that are not usually written about, like not your Citizen Canes or your Seven Samurais, but like stuff a little bit further from the beaten path of cultural criticism. So I picked Heathers and there's a great book on The Sting Jonathan Lethem wrote an amazing book on They Live, the mm-hmm. John Carpenter movie, which is my um, my second favorite after mine. Um, there's mm-hmm. one on Death Wish. It's a fun series. So this is like that uh, that book series, 33 and a Third? Or, but for uh, cult films, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Nice. nice. Yeah. I, so wait, what year was this, the, this came out? You said 12 years ago? 
Uh, yeah, it came out. Uh, it would have been 2010. Yeah. Because I sort of I vaguely remember him talking. I I feel like he t- was either he was talking about this series when I met him or just from following him on Twitter. I he might now have been, I'm yeah. like putting it together. He, he really was he was a really hands on editor, not in a bad yeah. way, but he just really had some some really great insights. And, and I made the book better and in general made me a better, uh, more diligent writer. He's he's a Sean has a good guy. He wrote a great uh, unauthorized history of Marvel Comics which is a uh, required reading because it's a real warts and all situation. And you get into like the messy copyright stuff and everything. Right. Um, and as such, he you know, had a hell of a time getting interviews with people, but it's a good. Read. All right. Next question. Next question. Question number two. You guys were talking about people named Heather. What real, <laughs> <laughs> what real life Heather was originally offered the role of Heather McNamara? Allison, Heather Graham. That is correct. Mm. <laughs> Again, so this would have been tied. this would have been like uh, fresh off of uh, playing Mercedes Lane in a uh, uh, License to Drive. Uh, yeah, yep. mm-hmm. Corey yep. Classic. Mm-hmm. Her parents really did not like the material and wouldn't let her do it. She was still a minor. Oh wow! Mm. So you did know. Interesting. Was I didn't know. Yeah. Is this, was, is this one Wait. that like everybody knows or was this? Uh... No, that's a deep cut. That's okay. a pretty deep. I think it comes up on like a DVD extra, but it's okay. yeah, it's a that's not. Hold on, though. Her parents disapproved of the content of Heather's. But she plays like a drunk girl that gets like put into like a trunk and license to drive, which came out before this. I don't want to get into uh, <laughs> uh, her her parenting's uh, her parents priorities. Mm-hmm. Um, that's not for me to say. Um, yeah. uh, you know, listen, I, I don't think we, uh, her parents and I share the same values is all, um, yeah. doesn't really matter. Cause nine years later she was doing boogie nights. So what are we all even talking about? But, um, but yeah, sure. she apparently was, uh, was, was all set to, to do that. And it, it just, it didn't pan out. Yeah. Hmm. Here's a fun fact for you. Uh-oh. Ooh. Uh, sometime in the next month, I am going to have a very tiny part in a scene with, that same actress. Really? What? Yes. That is a fun fact. That's a fun fact. Can't say more than that. <laughs> Probably shouldn't even said that. But <laughs> Boogie Nights that's too. what makes it so fun. Famously yeah. cool to work with. Famously cool to work with. Nice. I've heard I've heard nothing but good things. Real sweetheart, apparently. Yeah. Her yeah. parents are letting her be in a scene with you? <laughs> yes. Well, she's like in her forties now, so <laughs> <laughs> So she's emancipated. <laughs> All right. Number three. All right, number three. I have a feeling this one is a gimme, so get ready. Get ready with okay. your name. What is the name of the fictitious Jonah, band? Jonah, Heathers. I'm sorry. Was the <laughs> question going to be, what is the name of the movie we're talking about? <laughs> I'm sorry, Jonah. No. But you did not lose a point. I'm going to say you don't lose a point there. Oh, thank uh, you so much. What is the we're name? We're not doing Jeopardy rules where he, 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 uh, he, must, he must pay if he, no. if he has the audacity to be wrong. <laughs> Uh, so my cut, by the way. That's my pony. The audacity I, of wrong. You're not wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I followed up with my father's nightmares. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay. Are we ready? Get ready. Yes. ready. We're ready. What is the name of the fictitious band that performs Teenage Suicide? Don't Jonah, Jonah. You already said it. You already said it? No, you already said it. Jonah, yeah, big fun. Ah, there you go. I didn't hey. even notice you said it. I was just saying that this game was going to be big fun as a fun uh, reference. Oh, the, see, and I didn't get it because yeah, 
because you don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. yeah. And speaking right. of, of that, question number four. And here we go. There's, there's this is like this is like that time when there was a black flag question on the old Jeopardy, and Alex Trebek had to ask it. <laughs> uh, I got to be. There's another fun fact. I got to be uh, an answer on Jeopardy. Really? That's right. I That's remember cool. when that yeah. happened. Yeah. What was, was the awesome. What was the answer? Um, it was it was Mystery Science Theater 3000. What is Mystery Science Theater 3000? That's so cool. Yeah, yeah. That's a really. fun fact. Tony, there your fingers is. are on fire. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. So this next question, there is no way any of you will know this. So here we go. Before looking all of this up on IMDb about a half hour before the show, what actor or actress did I discover that I legitimately had no idea was in this movie. Oh. <laughs> mm. Ooh, I like guess your, John. I like I'm going to guess Shannon Doherty. Nailed it. <laughs> really? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she's the uh, she's the Heather who went on to the most stuff. Yes. Of the of the of the Heathers like who aren't immediately associated with the movie, she's the one who went on to do the most stuff. So yeah, yeah. I figured that would be your that would be your shock. Yeah. And was... you know what? She's excellent in it. And allegedly, it's because she didn't realize it was a comedy, so she plays it straight the whole time. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I was um, shocked and saddened, and I hope this doesn't, I'm sure this doesn't go into question five, to discover that Kim Walker had passed away. Mm. I didn't uh, realize yes. that. Heather, yeah, Heather Chandler had passed yeah. away not very long after the film. Right. I didn't know that. That's sad. Um, all right. Thanks so for bringing John us down. John is in the lead. What did you say? Yeah. That's, so thanks for bringing us like, down, Allison. <laughs> What Allison just did is what like uh, Kumail is so good at. Like every time, like we'll like talk about some movie, and then he'll like later that night he'll like text goes to say, "Remember the really funny guy from Galaxy Quest, the black actor guy?" I was, I was like, "Yeah." He's just like, "Did you know what happened to him a after the accident? He has a motorcycle accident, and he's he's been in a wheelchair ever since." And like uh, he's just like, "He was so good, but it like kind of like he couldn't." No, he's on one of the NCISs. Uh, oh, is he now? Chill Mitchell. He's on one of the NCISs. Oh, okay, he's good, a good. Lab tech. <laughs> um Great. he's he uh yeah it, it's it's going okay okay good good <laughs> all right this is the last one this for is the last question potential win uh this is question number five now uh keep in mind here i was given very short notice of uh preparing okay, this quiz well, I, I get where you're going where, and so i was you know i was kind of so like, upset it's on zoom i Just couldn't so upset i couldn't find uh like right. something i felt satisfied with so again I only think there's a possibility of maybe two of you potentially being able to get this question. Right. So here we go. So but this me... legitimately came up on IMDb, which blew my mind. Hang on. So what you're suggesting is if you'd had enough time, even though you haven't seen this movie, you would have put together some other kind of amazing quiz? Well, uh, if you've ever listened to the very popular podcast, Bizarre Albums, I do, I'm do. i great at doing lots of research. You okay. do your homework. Guy does his homework, Allison. Yeah. And he gives a shit. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I just didn't, I didn't have a ton of time to uh, to Google things, you know? Oh, so my I just, God. I am Can we get it, Tony? You asked me a question. <laughs> Allison, you should have made this about the Heather's soundtrack. Then Tony You're right. Yeah. You're right. Uh, okay. So, here we go. The 90s ska band Edna's Goldfish recorded a song called Veronica Sawyer after the main character of this movie. A former Allison Rosen is your new best friend guest from the Thursday show 
was the singer of Edna's Goldfish. Who was it? Oh. Hmm? You'd think I would get this. <laughs> I know. I, legitimately, I, only two of you, I think, would even have a chance of getting Edna's this. Edna's Goldfish is, uh, I mean, I'm having a real Obi-Wan moment of that is a name I've not yeah. heard in quite some time. <laughs> Long time. Did, did Edna's Goldfish ever make it inside to Ned's Atomic Dustbin? <laughs> Eventually, they all do. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you only get like a few weeks, really. <laughs> Wait, say that again. One of my Thursday show member guests was. Oh, it was. I will. Uh, here's your hint. Only a one timer. It was a one time guest. Okay. Uh, and uh, was the singer of Edna's Goldfish. Wow. And I will say, Jonah, you're the only person that I felt like might be able to guess this. I thought actually you would. Besides uh, Allison. Allison. Brian Diaz? Yeah. Oh. Got it. <laughs> Uh-oh. There you Man. go. There you Uh-oh. go. Uh-oh. John and Allison are tied. Do you have a tiebreaker? Uh... No, or, I don't. I could go. Because you, you only had half an hour. Well, I, oh, you want to go a completely different route? I, I can give you a, some a music trivia question that's not related to Heather's. <laughs> All right, and it's a, uh, it's it's one that if anyone gets it, they win the whole thing, right? <laughs> Wait, no matter what their points. What happens once, once their points? It doesn't matter what the points is. It's, it's uh, now or nothing. What's that? What do they call that? Uh, sudden death. Okay, yeah, sudden, sudden death. death question. Here we go. Lightning round. Sudden death. No. No, I don't think so. I think we need a Heather's question. Whoa, 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 whoa. I don't have any. I'm sorry. Did you spend five minutes putting together this game? <laughs> I know, or by did the way, Tony? Notice how she's outsourced the whole show. Yeah. <laughs> the entire show. <laughs> um, I, sent- I, have, I mean, I'm happy to, sh- I'm happy to share the crown. Okay. Um, I, I also, um, you know, and we could be like, we could. And all do, three uh, of us can share it. Okay, that's. We could, well, hang on, no, Jonas, sit down. <laughs> um, uh, we, um, but I mean, this could be like Premier League uh, rules where we tie this one, and if somebody else loses, then depending on our previous record, we'll advance. <laughs> I don't do. No, sports. it doesn't have to make sense. Explain it's that to League. me. Well, the whole plot line is Ted Lasso. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, oh, I it's, did, it's fine I did if we tie. Ted if somebody Lasso. else loses, yeah. one of us could advance. Okay. So does that mean that I have to keep this going on another show? Ideally. One year from tonight. <laughs> let's all remember to meet up. Okay. And finish all right. the game. Tony will have had ample time to make yeah, a Yeah, Tony, you have a year. Yeah. yeah. Whenever drought-stricken fire landscape Los Angeles looks like one year from now, yeah. we're going to hang out. <laughs> remember, it's uh, the individual's responsibility to save water. Just remember I that, know. everybody. I know. I know. <laughs> Listen, women are at a higher risk. Oh, that was wonderful, Tony. Thank you. Congratulations. It ended with no winner. I mean, it ended with two winners. Two winners. You say two, I say zero. Congratulations. uh, Wonderful game to my fellow competitors. Daniel, I expected a little more. Um, I really don't know a lot about that movie. Women are at a higher risk of poor sleep quality and sleep deprivation due to hormonal changes that disrupt the circadian rhythm, negatively impacting overall health. This can later lead to hot flashes and night sweats. 
hot flashes and night sweats and up to 85% of women making sleep seem impossible. And even if you put the cell phone down, which is something that's very hard for me, and turn the lights off, your body still needs one final trigger to let it know we can sleep now. This trigger is a decrease in temperature, which hacks your primal response. It convinces your body that it's finally bedtime. And this is where chilly sleep comes to the rescue. Their team helps people from all walks of life achieve better sleep, whether you're a new mom or know a mom or just hate tossing and turning in sweaty sheets. Chilly Sleep makes customizable climate-controlled sleep solutions that help you improve your entire well-being. So they make the Uller and the Cube sleep systems, hydropowered, temperature-controlled mattress toppers that fit over your existing mattress to provide your ideal sleep temperature. These are luxury mattress pads that keep your bed at the perfect temperature for deep sleep, whether you sleep hot or cold. These sleep systems are designed to help you fall asleep, stay asleep, and give you the confidence and energy to power through your day. Um, so this is this amazing uh, mattress topper. You put it on your bed. Uh, I've been wanting has, to try these. It's amazing. So badly. Yeah, yeah it's it's yeah. So it's got this like unit. Uh, it has it has water in it, and it keeps your bed at the perfect temperature. You set it. Uh, you can you can cool it down. You can heat it up. And uh, you will sleep like a baby, but we all know that babies actually don't sleep well. So you'll sleep like a baby that actually sleeps well. You'll be so comfortable. Uh, as part of the overall scientific study conducted by Wake Forest re- researchers, Chili Sleep's cooling bed products were shown to significantly reduce the frequency of night sweats by 86% and the frequency of hot flashes by 64%. Uh, yeah, it's just, uh, I, like to, I like to have my bed really cool. And then I like to have a heat pad on me. I like, I like a hot. It's it's ideal. I like to be. I like to be very customized, and this allows me to get there. You're like a uh, DLT when you sleep. Yes. <laughs> we were all searching for the analogy. <laughs> Thank Tony you, Tony. You're welcome. Head I had to, some time to research that. So. <laughs> <laughs> Head over to chillysleep.com slash best friend to learn more and save 30% off the purchase of any new Cube or Uller sleep system. This offer is available exclusively for Allison Rosen's new best friend listeners and only for a limited time. That's chilly, C-H-I-L-I sleep.com slash best friend to take advantage of our exclusive discount and wake up refreshed every day. Okay. 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 <laughs> Are we ready for my pump up the volume uh, contest? Ooh. Oh my god! Do you have, and then our gleaming the cube contest. Okay. Ooh. Do you remember that movie? Because I don't. I just oh, yes. I just know the name. Oh yeah, no, I did a uh, triple feature screening uh, at the American Cinematheque Egyptian, where I showed Gleaming the Cube, Rad, and uh, uh, North Shore. Which uh, are all I stand to be corrected. Uh, gleaming the Cube has the all too rare Tony Hawk ref- uh, appearance. Yeah, uh, acting uh, role. Too rare. There's my mom's house. There's my dad's house. And there's my Pizza Hut. Right on. <laughs> <laughs> um, there's also a uh, there's a Dickies reference in there because they're going over Anaheim and then one of them starts singing Stukas over Disneyland. Oh, that's right. Yeah, I know. That. I, I know. Gleaming the Cube. Yeah. I am big fan. <laughs> big fan. Gleaming the Cube. Uh, okay, Daniel. Can we tell them about the couple that we saw at dinner on Wednesday? <laughs> yes. Okay, Wednesday was my birthday. I am a year older. We went out to dinner, uh, and we sat outside at this restaurant. We were the only people sitting outside. It was kind of cold, um, but I'm just not I'm not ready to sit inside yet with other people's germs. Um, <laughs> so she anyways, says as she sniffles. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm with my own germs right now. Well, but every you know, had we been together, know, everyone was rapid tested beforehand. 
Although, look, there's questions of whether how rapid tests work on this, blah, 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 et cetera. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, so we're sitting inside and we, no, sorry, we're sitting outside. No. <laughs> <laughs> we're, sitting out, we're sitting outside and we can see through the windows into the bar area like bar of area. the restaurant. We went to um, uh, Fleming's in Pasadena, like a steakhouse in Pasadena. Uh, and this is not important to the story, but when you have very young kids, I feel like any chance to go out to dinner without the kids feels like a nice break because kids oh, it are feels like first class. Yes, yeah. exactly. But they get to an, so for my birthday, when they were very young, I would have wanted to just go out with Daniel, but it's getting to the point where they're sort of at the age where I'm like, it'll be nice to have the whole family. Or so I thought, I feel like the five-year-old is like, it's, it's nice to, ha- he's pretty easy to take out to dinner. The three-year-old though is Can't take him anywhere. Let's just say Monster. on the way back to the car, he sat down in the street. The middle of, the because, street, middle of an intersection. Yes. <laughs> it wasn't the middle of the street. Well, it was somewhere close to the curb, but it still was the street and just sat down. Because why, What was he upset about? Because he wanted to push the button on the crosswalk or something. I don't know. So... uh why did I and why did I tell the story? I don't know. It was it was a it was a bit of a fraught night. Um, but anyway, so so Daniel says to me, "Do you see that couple inside at the bar? Like, just clock them because I want to tell you about them in a minute." Um, so I turn and I, and I and I sort of notice them. So anyway, it's this. What would you say they were like? Somewhere between fifty five and sixty five. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Blondish couple. Uh, they're sort of wearing kind of preppyish white clothes. They look like maybe they go out on a boat sometimes. And his hand, they're just very, they're sitting at the bar and they're like very into each other. His hand is on her thigh. That's right. And she, they look like they're on a first date and maybe yeah. they met online. Um, and she is wearing a wedding ring and he is not. And so instantly I'm just like, what is very, going on? Very curious. What is going on? His hands on her thigh. Her hand is like up his shirt. They're like DTB down to bone at the bar. Um, so we are, are sure that there's no way they're actually married to each other because what's going on with this public display of like very much being all over each other. So we decide, and I look, I'm just going to say it right now. I recognize the following story does not reflect well on me, (laughs) but I'm like, (laughs) this judgmental story you're telling right now or yeah, I would just like to say part of the, the reason Allison was sure that they (laughs) were uh, a fresh new couple was because of the way they were into each other. <laughs> yeah, that's that, what, that's what yeah, I, I assumed she was hinting at. Yeah, I heard that yeah, subject. Yeah, yeah. Okay, good. Yeah. Just as long as everybody caught that. So I don't know where this idea came from, but we. <laughs> it suddenly seemed like a great. Again, this is the part that's going to reflect very poorly on me. Oh, suddenly, <laughs> seemed like a great idea 
to take pictures of them, hire a, a PI, and have it be an ongoing thing on the show to figure out who are these people. Are they yeah. married or are they not? I'm telling you, I realize how insane that sounds now, but I was like, we'll make it a bit on the show. I mean, because it's, a it's so because insane. It's entertainment. Yeah. So because it's it's, like, it's true. because it's so insane. That's its like, own podcast. Who gotta... would do that? Who would do that? It'll be a fun thing to do on the show. So yeah. then Daniel is like, because we had like a chummy relationship with the waitress at this. I mean, they were like practically They're penetrating each other at the bar at this point. So and as the crow flies, I mean, there's a window there. They were probably three feet from us. So yes. even though it f- they felt like they were sort of Eight alone, feet. we were right there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. We were like, we could have just handed them a condom if there wasn't glass. In the- and not that we have them on us, but <laughs> now why are you making a face to that? That's gross, but everything else is normal. Go on. <sighs> not. Th- <laughs> anyway, so. Um, Daniel says, like, I like the idea of just like flicking the condom over. He's like, here you go, bro. Be safe. No matter how old you are. Yeah. She definitely like, <laughs> well, well, if they just the met where you need that, what that, I mean, yes, I know. But if they just met, look, it's just, it's about, you know what sex. I thought watching them? I'm like, he's probably like a politician. Like they had that vibe of like, OC. They or, did have an Orange County vibe. They had an Orange mm. County vibe. And you so, could hide so, out from your constituents if you drove up to right. Pasadena. Yeah. Right. This all tracks. He yeah, somehow tracks. Because I was going to be like, it's like, but that's that's right on Colorado. That's like a, yeah. you can't hide away from, City Hall is literally three <laughs> blocks away from there. Yeah. Because he is in hell. But if close. they're from Orange County, well, hey. Yes, yes. I, Allison was thinking of it as a bit on the show. I was thinking of it as a bit of blackmail, potentially. Oh, have you ever tried that? It's blackmail. Not that I could say. <laughs> no, I haven't either. But it sounds lucrative. <laughs> um. So anyway, so then Daniel says to our server, "See that couple in there? They've got to be on a first date, right? Because look at them. But she's wearing a wedding ring and he's not. What is the deal? And then she was also like, oh, my gosh, you're right. Like, let me find out what's going on. So she was super. I mean, she would have been a listener if we had started this insane podcast. So then she goes and Daniel's like, oh, my God, she's talking to like the bartender. And then she comes back and she's like, they have a daughter together. So sadly, that poured water on our whole podcast. Ruined idea. everything. Mm. Yeah, mm, man. Yeah. And then, but it raises a whole other set of questions. Dan, that Daniel has for me and my feelings about like, our own marriage. They've clearly <laughs> been together a while. Those how two? are they this into each other? Like, well, I, I feel like they, they, the probably, they probably just went right. to some sort of retreat or did something where it's like, how to rekindle the spark. Yeah. You know what I think? Hmm. Hmm. Cancer scare. Ooh. Oh. There we are. Yeah. Yeah. Dark, hey, but reasonable. you know what? Let's. It's okay. I'm in the clear. Let's go to Fleming's, our favorite <laughs> restaurant. Yeah. And let's do it like how we used to do it in front of everybody. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it could just be like an empty nest thing where the, you know, now that the daughter's left for college, they're rediscovering their each other. Cannot wait. I don't. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I do remember, um, like, 
after my brother went to college and I was like my first day of school after he'd already left. So I was, you know, just me, it was me and my parents in the house. And I remember getting home, I think earlier than they thought. And they were, uh, uh, naked in the pool. Ah! Oh, yeah, ooh. So. That's fun. So yeah, it's like, I was just like, I was like, just, you know, there's, there's really no way to feel like more invisible as like this, a sibling <laughs> where you're just like, you're like one of the older one was out of the house and they were just like, we did it. Empty <laughs> nest. <laughs> oh, right. What did you do? Uh, I like just waved like I didn't notice and then went up to my room and, you know, felt shame because yeah. I was raised Catholic. <laughs> right. <laughs> my, yes. my mom and stepdad were always naked. They were just really, they, yeah. They would sunbathe in the backyard, and so if I had friends come over, I'd have to make they knock on the door and I'd say, "One second, and do a uh, hippie parent check. Oh yeah, and yeah. Make sure that uh, no naked, no naked uh, adults or no uh, no pot loose. Oh yeah, sure. pot was always sure. around. Yeah, yeah. And I'd always say it like it's like uh, my friends would be like, "Is that weed?" And I'd be like, "It's like I don't know. I think the neighbors smoke it." <laughs> Phenomenal. Yeah. <laughs> well, listen, but I want to get back to this in a second because I feel like I need to say a bunch of things to try to reclaim my good name, even though I think it's too late. Um, I want to talk about HelloFresh. With HelloFresh, you get farm fresh, pre-portioned ingredients and seasonal recipes delivered right to your doorstep. Skip trips to the grocery store and count on HelloFresh to make home cooking easy, fun, and affordable. That's why it's America's number one meal kit. Um, HelloFresh is 72% cheaper than dining at a restaurant. It's even cheaper than grocery shopping. That's money back in your pocket. Uh, HelloFresh's newest menu release includes Mediterranean recipes that are filled with fresh fruits and veggies, nuts, olive oils, and fiber-packed whole grains for nourishing balance. HelloFresh chefs really know how to diversify your dinner menu with seasonal spring recipes like sweet heat shrimp tempura bowls, garden spinach ricotta ravioli, and one-pot creamy lemon dill chicken soup. That one-pot creamy lemon dill chicken soup is so good. Um, I love the HelloFresh meals. I love when they arrive uh, because I know that... uh, don't have to go to the grocery store, be able to cook something that's relatively easy to make, super delicious. Uh, and uh, and it also like ex- I feel like it exposes me to things that I wouldn't think to make on my own. And it kind of makes me feel like Rachel Ray or think of you, the the chef on TV. Substitute with any chef on TV where Bear they're like Contessa. Yes. <laughs> That really Solid any pull. Emerald, thank you, Emerald, bam, whoever, Emerald, that's bam, one. that's right, Salt Bay, <laughs> um, Gianna De Laurentiis, yes, um, Bobby Flay, maybe not him, no, Alton Jeff Brown from South Park, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. HelloFresh has fit and wholesome recipes for satisfying and nutritious meals that you can feel good about with six recipes per week to choose from, including low-calorie and carb-conscious options. Uh, go to HelloFresh.com slash BestFriend16 and use code BestFriend16 for up to 16 free meals and three free gifts. Again, that's HelloFresh.com slash BestFriend16. Use code BestFriend16 for up to 16 free meals and three free gifts. Uh, HelloFresh, America's number one meal kit. Okay. Okay. So anyway, <laughs> so anyway, look, I'm not some kind of anti-romance prude. <laughs> We're we really going back to this. So, so honest. <laughs> yeah, we are. 
I just Segway be damned. (laughs) (laughs) I just think. uh, What are you trying to prove? (laughs) I don't know why I'm still talking about it. We can move on. Do you know about any, uh, you know, know the term shadow self? (laughs) Yes, I'm quite familiar. Yes. Do you think that's what's happening here? You're you jealous of them? Oh, that my shadow self wants to. Wants, wants to be to, able to wants to know. be porked on the on the bar at Fleming's. You're like it's like it's my finger porked anyway. It's my birthday. It's my birthday. I'm full of steak, and Daniel has a once tried to shove his tongue down my throat and grab my leg. That's right. There is something um, about what they were doing that felt so free. Like really, oh, they're I not felt, worried I felt, about getting I felt, home I felt to anybody. Icked out. They're not, well. It wasn't or, like we saw another you were hoping, couple. You, were, you wished your kids were there so you could go, there's children here. Yeah. My kids were there. <laughs> they were there. Oh, they were there. That's they right. They were there. Yeah, yeah. You're like, Fem- Fleming's is a family establishment. <laughs> you start to sound like Sylvester the cat. Yeah. <laughs> we once went to, uh, what was the, what was oh, it? Oh, the Palm. We once went to the Palm. Yes. And the one in uh, Beverly Hills has these booths that are like on a bit of a riser from the rest of the dining room. And... Uh, uh, this couple, another like, Old what couple. is it with these Randy, like late fifties, early sixties folks? Uh, this couple got in there and he started finger banging her right there in the middle of the dining room. Everybody was uncomfortable. All of this, all the wait staff was like <laughs> keeping a wide perimeter while they did their business. The health and code finished violation. up. <laughs> it was. So erotic. crazy. It was the first uh the first time after moving to Los Angeles, the first time like me and a friend of mine who was in a band, we were at some bar and we met some people and they're like, Hey, we're all going to a party up in Malibu. And I was like, That sounds wild. Like I've never like this is like a thing, an LA thing I thought would never happen to me. And so me and my friend go to this party and it feels like a Malibu party. It's like super, you know, super wealthy, super hippie at the same time. And then there was uh, some dude playing guitar in the uh like living room area um and then there was just a uh um like a guy massaging a girl in front of him and then eventually finger banging her and people watched like it was performance art (laughs) and it was i was just like i was like i think you know when you feel you're like super fancy free and then like you're kind of confronted with something and then you're just like you're like am i a prude right you know, like it's like sometimes when I hear like about a friend of mine, like just like people like swapping partners, like thruples and all that, I go, I go, whoa. Mm. <laughs> and like, you know, the, but like I'll talk a big game about how I'm really like sexually liberated. And then that happens and it's, I just show myself and just go, wow, who can imagine? Suddenly you're dressed like a Puritan. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> exactly. Big buckle on your hat. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, I think that's what's happened to me. I've reverted to like prepubescent where I'm just, I don't like, know that we're all in this, the same general age range. Uh, and, I think the generation above us or, you know, the boomers were way more libertine. Is that the word? Like than mm. than uh, I mean, I feel like because of the combination of like AIDS and just all this stuff that happened, we became much more prudish mm. as a result than uh, than that older generation, which maybe something and, like that was more common in the 70s. 60s. And look what came after. Like, just like yeah. every kid just started going like, it's like, I am no gender. I fuck everything like it's <laughs> right. a, or I don't fuck at all. Or and then like there's like it's like we don't even want to drink booze. We right. just want to have like, you know, mocktails. It's wild. They're doing everything different. <laughs> 
It's supposed to be everything. It's supposed it. to be with one person and <laughs> drinking and sad. Yeah. Hey, Allison, you get what I'm talking about. <laughs> I get what you're it saying. It worked for my father. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. <laughs> uh, Tony. Yeah. Did I hear correctly that you have a Just Me or Everyone? What? Uh oh yeah I mean it's not that exciting I didn't know you were gonna set it up like that you were just <laughs> here let me let me do it differently okay. I think it might be time for just me or everyone sometimes I ponder on something I have thought or done is it just me or everyone all right if I remember correctly last time we <laughs> didn't get to yours Tony yeah. You turn but I heard to me. it sucks. Yeah. Well, I mean, you turn. It's not. You don't normally set it up like that. So I was thrown. I thought, you know, I went and saw fucking Paul McCartney on Friday. I thought maybe you were like, hey, I saw you went. To, I thought we were going to talk about something fun like that. Oh but, yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, I actually now that you say it, I did want to ask about that because you said you cried a lot, and then oh, also yeah. I just remembered. Yeah, it's Tony. John, <laughs> did you go to Ren Fair in the last several years? Uh, I did go to the Renaissance Fair yesterday. We go, um, we we go every year that there isn't plague uh, uh, beating down our door. But so wouldn't this it was feel our first time since twenty nineteen? Wouldn't it feel more right to go? Right, I know this, you're absolutely at yeah. the height of the pandemic. <laughs> you're absolutely right. You're absolutely, yeah. and there, but there were more plague doc- people dressed up as plague doctors the this lawn. year than ever before with the, the lawn yeah. uh, beak. Oh. That was a, a legend at the time was filled with like herbs and spices they thought would beat off the uh, uh, the virus. All right, mm-hmm. here's what we're gonna do. Okay. We're going to hear about the Renaissance Fair, <laughs> then we're going to hear about Tony's Paul McCartney experience, and then we're going to hear Tony's Just Me or Everyone. I don't get to talk about going to the goth fest, Cruel World. <laughs> and then we're going to hear what? about the what? Cruel <laughs> World. Cruel World at the Pasadena Rose Bowl. Okay. All I want to talk about is that. I, I didn't go to Paul McCartney. I went to the Circle Jerks where the tickets were, mm, let's say, $1,000 cheaper. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, um, but yeah, the McCartney show looked fun. Oh, yeah. Okay. All right. Well, quickly, how was your run fair experience? <laughs> oh, it was lovely. It was really nice. It's a, it's a family tradition because my wife used to work at one oh, wow. in upstate New York. And so it's and she knows people. She still knows people on the circuit because um, it's sort of a you know, they're they're you know, they're they're called Rennies the way people who work at carnivals are called carnies. You know, there's there's a circuit there. And she did a show. Uh, she created a show about it that ran for one season on Lifetime. It's it's very much her. uh it is her. Um, I was in a band in my twenties, and she was in the Ren Fair. And it, uh, you know, there's an argument being made that neither are particularly cool, really. <laughs> but uh, I bet the yeah, Rennies, cool. Rennies must fuck so much. Rennies fuck a lot. Yeah, Rennies, because they all look, you know, and it's such a body positive scene. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, I, I was standing at the pretzel line because I'm authentic as hell. I was standing on the pretzel <laughs> line, and this guy came over to these two girls and another guy. And was just like, I just had to come over and say, you guys are so cute. And they were like, we were just saying the same thing about you. And I was like, fuck, this is on like right in front of me. This is happening right now in front of me. Um, Yeah, it's a it's a sexually charged atmosphere. And when it gets towards the end of the day, you really start to feel like the heaving of like it's like, you know, they've started to some of them have started to drink a little more mead because like their shifts are done and they're Mm -hmm. just waiting for the last civilian to get out the gate. And then it's, mm-hmm. it's got to just be Gamora. That, lot, <laughs> that last pub scene uh, leads to some stuff. 
Yeah. Things go down. <laughs> Bodices are ripped. <laughs> um, yeah, but it's um, it's Phil. We take the kids, and um, it's um, <laughs> it's uh, it's fun. It's really uh, it's just you know, and it's also really cool because actually, you know, you uh, Jonah, you've gone and you've gone as you and Deanna went as Bill and Ted one year, right? Yes, yeah, we went uh, great bit. And we didn't realize we were going on time travel day, but apparently people do that quite often. And so there yeah. was a lot, a lot of Doc and Marty's. Well, uh, Doc and Marty's not Doctor Who's. Doctor Who's and uh, and like you know Star Trek characters and stuff like yeah. that. But it, yeah, yeah, we went as a we went as a Bill and Ted. It was super fun. Yeah, it's um it's a fun um it's just a really fun atmosphere. I eat disgusting food all mm-hmm. day. Um, I I try to wear enough sunblock. I wore a kilt yesterday. Um, which was um, actually a great idea. It was really comfy. Yeah. I didn't like free ball it underneath, but it was really comfortable to have a kilt on and not like it was even, you know, it's just like a breeze. You get like yeah. a little bit of a cross breeze going that way. I remember the, the first time I went, like I, it was, I was doing like a bit with Jordan Morris. It was just like a, like we were doing, some, I love like, Jordan. Yeah, we were doing some man on the street thing where we were just running around. And I was just like, this is actually pretty fun. And he was like, yeah. So we were done with the thing. We're like, let's just keep hanging out. And like, it's like, it, we had a blast. And then the next, you know, the next time I went was with like Deanna, like where we had, like we did the Bill and Ted. And then I was like, I don't want to like, dr- I, like, you know, I had that idea of just like, it's just like, I'm not going to dress up. And then I just, the one year I was like, fuck it. I got there. I got there early and we like rented the, uh, uh, the outfits. And it's mm-hmm. so much more fun when you dress up. <laughs> it's so much more fun. It's funny. Yeah. I had the same thing. I had this whole progress in my, my Ren Fair experience over the years. Cause as I said, we've been going for years where initially I was like, I am not dressing up. This is dumb. <laughs> this is too dorky even for me. Mm-hmm. I draw a line. And then I turn as like, okay, I'm still not dressing up, but I'm not going to wear any logos. You know, I'm going to like, yeah. I'm going to just, I'm just going to be sort of nondescript. I'm going to hang. Nobody needs to see my, you know, Slater Kinney shirt pulling everybody out of the moment. I'm just going <laughs> to, you know, blend into the background. Okay, maybe a floofy shirt <laughs> year by year. A floofy shirt with like the big strings that's like essentially a blouse, but like a mm. but yesterday I was blouse, kilt, whole you nine. Had, I got the a, loot. Yeah, yeah, I got a sporin, which is the um uh, which is that little uh, uh essentially that fanny pack that uh that you wear in front of a kilt where you can keep your uh, all your shit. Um I went all in yesterday and felt great. You start to feel like if you're not dressed up at a rent fair, you feel like a nerd. <laughs> you really do feel like the asshole after a point, yeah. you know, you really do feel like you are going around deliberately yucking somebody else's yum, which mm-hmm. is no way to live, you know, go along to get along. And um, and you get, you know, it's nice because it's such an appreciative crowd. So people are like, hey, that's a great looking kilt. Where'd you get it? I was like, I got it at off kilter kilts. They're right by the entrance. <laughs> oh um, my God. And this is the official tartan of the state of California. Bet you didn't know we had one. And um, <laughs> it's just, it's a delight. Yeah, it's great. Wait a minute. <laughs> you got it at off kilter kilt by the entrance. So what? So you wore pants there and then changed into a kilt? No, he just wore underwear. I got it a couple of years ago at off kilter oh. kilt. Um, and then second question: What did hmm. you? And this is personal, but what did you wear under the kilt? Like just like tidy boxer briefs. Got it. Thank you. Boxer Good briefs. To know. So I would have uh, support. Um, but not be constricted and mm. there would be no chance of like the mouse getting out of the house. Right. <laughs> Smart. Daniel, you. did you have now, a when question? You're, when you're walking around, is your wife like being critical? Like, okay, this is a good, but they're not doing this right. Oh, cause she's a, because she's, she's a, a, she's a, a pro, pro, No, she's, she's pretty inclusive. And, you know, I mean, like, 
we lived through like 2007, 2008 were what we called the Bluetooth years. And those really took you out of it. Those were that was a shitty time. <laughs> um, and now that they've got like really strict smoking restrictions, even the vaping patrons are or platrons. It should buy if you're a patron and you dress up, you're called a platron. There's a whole lingo. It's a whole thing. (laughs) Um, But the Platrons who are vaping are tucked off in a corner, so they're not bothering anybody. The Bluetooths are gone. You're always going to have somebody. Bluetooth, like they're wearing the little jawbone. Yeah, like the little like the little Mm -hmm. earpiece that you used to wear in like around 2010. And so and that used to really kind of jar you out of your complacency. But every year it gets more diverse it gets um, it gets younger. There's some people who are there's some much older people. It becomes just more and more capital I inclusive in a wonderful way. So you get people dressing up like, oh, you know, Japan had a 1600s too. Let's see what that looked like. You know, what did uh, what did Africa look like in the 1600s? So there's a bunch of really interesting culturally specific cosplay and more and more of it every year. It's awesome. That's rad. That's cool. Yeah. Um, what was your wife's show called? The Lifetime one about the rent. Uh, it was it was very much based on her experience as a as a young Jewish woman uh, getting sucked into the life. And it was called the joke was the show was called American Princess. And we would joke that uh, the Jewish was silent. <laughs> um, See, that kills. That always kills. <laughs> she just walked into the room. <laughs> um, but yeah, she, she did 10 episodes on Lifetime. Genji Kohan uh, uh, produced oh, cool. it. Um, it's, it ends on, it has a certain amount of closure to it. It, yeah, it, 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 it like, you know, you wanted a second season obviously, but it was. Yes, but it, it absolutely. It's a perfect tenor. It ends per, it's got a great ending. It has a great That's the ending. Way to do it, it really does. It has a really, like, know. there's enough ambivalence to it that you're like, oh shit, that happened. It's not ambivalence. Not ambivalence, what are you- not ambivalence ambiguity. Uh. <laughs> not a good seller. <laughs> Anyway, I'm sold. I want to go. It's available see it. on iTunes for 19.99 and Amazon. Why is it more expensive on Amazon? Bezos. I don't know. It might be more. <laughs> <Indeed>. <laughs> All right, go. and Cruel World, Jonah. Oh yeah, I uh, I was able to get a, uh, a last minute ticket to Saturday's Cruel World, which was a kind did of you dress up as Peter God. Murphy. <laughs> I. <laughs> I did. I like, I tried to dress kind of like, I was like, uh, at first I was like, should I wear a black shirt to this goth fest? And then I was like, nah, it's just, I'll just wear like a normal thing. And I showed up and I just looked like all the Devo fans that showed up uh, at the show. <laughs> uh, but it was like, I, it was a festival and I was by myself, just kind of wandering around from stage to stage. It was really great, really fun. Saw a bunch of bands. I don't think I would have ever gone and seen like, you know, bands I would love to see, like I got to see Christian death. I got to see 45 grave. Play, oh you know, their, their song, uh, you know, from Return to the Living Dead. I got to see, uh, um, uh, you know, uh, what's the uh, Save It for Later English Beat um, and also played some general public songs and, and you know, seeing like just like white people in their 50s skanking along. It was great. Violent Femmes, uh, Public oh, wow. Image Limited, uh, Blondie. Was How just was PIL? They were great. Yeah. They were like, yeah. there was like really strong show. And um and I was like I wanted so badly they didn't play any of the songs I really wanted to see like Seattle or Rise or Angers and Energy but like uh or you know that stuff like uh because I wanted to go see uh Violent Femmes but it was like it for the most part of the festival it was like one of those things where you I could just get from one to the next without really having to sacrifice and then as everything kind of started piling up yeah. towards like the evening it just like you know you had to start making those decisions and I ran into only ran into two people I know uh, that's it. Oh, 
yeah old, old very pal. alarmed to hear that <laughs> yeah it was kind of it was you know super wild like but it was kind of nice and freeing i just felt like i was no one or nowhere and no time you oh, know just nice. kind of walking around and then i ran into uh ed salazar a good old pal of ours and then i'm um, posting about that yeah and then i ran into reggie watts in the dance tent <laughs> and then uh i was just like we were like we talked for a while and danced a little and then i went to go see devo and then on the jumbotron behind mark mother's bar like off to the side of the stage reggie watts is up on the side of the stage <laughs> watching from there and i was like yes of course of course you yes. went by yourself yeah just by myself just had the, like that single ticket and i was it was very 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 fun and i rode my bike there because i live in highland park so it's like i zoomed past all the uh you know, all the traffic. It was fantastic. Nice. Sat down to eat like a slice of pizza and talk to a bunch of people that just sat down too. It was a nice time. That's cool. Lots of goths though. And it's the goths and the punks. Uh, like you could tell, like the goths are smarter than the punks because uh, like the punks are just frying in the sun in their, you know, sleeveless shirts or their, you know, their shaved heads and stuff like that. But all the goths brought parasols. And so they were, you know, they were perfectly shaded the whole time. So their makeup didn't run. It was wild. They can also do a mess shirt and nobody's the wiser. Right. Yeah. 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 yeah it was wild. Uh, wow. Everyone went to big festivals. We just went non-camping. Tony, what about your show? Your expensive uh, show. Yeah, it was it was incredible. I'd never gotten to see Paul McCartney before. And obviously chances. I trust uh, he opened and closed with spies like us. <laughs> of course, yes. Uh, <laughs> Pretty much just for Jonah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it was I. I'd never gotten to see him, and yeah, you know the he literally turns eighty in a month, and like mm-hmm. so, like time is like there can't be too many more shots to see him. So I was like, I better do this, and yeah. I almost still didn't. Uh, but I, a friend had an extra ticket, uh, and so I ended up going. And I'm so glad that I did. And I, I, as we were about to leave, I was like, oh, yeah, I'm probably going to cry a whole lot tonight. And that's exactly what happened because everything makes me cry now. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, it was a combination of things of, of one, I'm seeing Paul McCartney play Beatles songs and uh, among other songs. But, uh, you know, I'm a huge Beatles nerd, so that was amazing. And then uh, also just I this is a new thing for me is. I will also now cry often when I just see a large group of people enjoying themselves. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I, I got so emotional at the Ren Fair, dude. Yeah. I got so Sorry. fucking emotional at the Ren Same Fair. I get it. And pe- seeing people just dancing to like Bauhaus yeah. and like just like freaking out. And I was just, I was like, my heart was swelling. It was mm-hmm. amazing. Yeah. 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 Same. Like, yeah. I mean, I don't even know how, I don't know, 60,000 people or something like that. And like seeing Paul McCartney and like, He's playing Hey Jude, the entire crowd's singing it a lot. Like, that's a pretty fucking cool moment to be in. Literally, I have goosebumps just saying that out loud right now. Yeah, um, mm-hmm. yeah it was amazing. I, yeah, and I think when he played something, that like really got me because I'm a big George oh guy. Which song? Which song did he play? He played, he played George. That's a George Harrison song, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. He, oh, he, man. Yeah, that would have hit me too. Yeah. I'm, I'm a George is my favorite. And, uh, yeah. And I love that song, obviously. But yeah, George, George loved the ukulele. So he, he starts the song just him doing it a different version on ukulele. And then it eventually transitions into the normal arrangement. And, nice. yeah. Did he play temporary secretary? He did not. But the DJ, your, your boy, Chris Holmes, the DJ Chris that Holmes, opens yeah. for him, he did play it. So that's great. Yeah. That's a wild so cool. song. It sure is. It's real wild. <laughs> I don't it's think like, I know like it. You go, like, it's like someone would be like, what is this blippy, weird like song from like, you know, the late 80s? And you're like, this is I think it's early. I think it's like 
No, exactly. No, it's like 1980. Like I think he recorded yeah. it in 79. But if you just heard it, you would be like, yeah, it's like yeah, no, yeah. it's a 19, you know, 1979 Paul McCartney song. You'd be like, no way. Yeah. He's like he was on all of the drugs when he made that record. I think. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, it was incredible. I'm so glad I went. I can't stop thinking. Literally the next morning, because I knew like my family wanted to see like some soap. I was trying to be in the moment and just enjoy myself there but you know i had to take a couple videos because i wanted to send to my family because they were asking me to and literally mm-hmm. the next morning when i got up and was sending them videos i started crying again yeah. <laughs> it's it's uh, wild because it's yeah. like such a cultural you know mm-hmm. just huge cultural global thing you know that you can talk to anybody about mm-hmm. and and they'll know what you're talking about. So it's, it's just super, you know, and plus being there, like when everyone's experiencing the same thing at the same time, like that's always like, you know what I, like that's, that's kind of what it's all about. One of those moments where you're just yeah. like, you know, like the, like the connectivity of everyone being right now. Cause isn't that like, that isn't that like Nirvana, isn't that like heaven on earth? It's like, it's like when everyone, when you're in the present moment with like, you know, like what's going on in the environment. And then that's, what's so beautiful about those moments when everyone's singing, you're like, you're like, we're all right here right now. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. it's just fucking great. Yeah, lot, it seemed like a lot of people we know were at. <laughs> Excuse me. Yeah, and what was I? And I knew at that, that show ahead of time. I was thinking, I was like, oh yeah, I do. I know a lot of people that are going, and I was like, I wonder if I'll run into anybody. And then I'm like, this is like sixty thousand people. I'm not going to run into anybody I know. And then uh, literally like ten rows in front of me in the exact same section, uh, Jonah and I's friend and uh, Dave Lyons was sitting oh, yeah. in the same section. So yeah, that's fine. Yeah. Where were your seats? Uh, they were far away. Uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Paul McCartney's about a centimeter tall. Um, Still though, that's but yeah, they were far. But like, I was just thrilled to be there. You know, I, I the because the seats already were insanely expensive for those. So like, I can't imagine how much good seats cost. Yeah, yeah. I was looking at who was going on uh, Instagram and making my uh, eat the rich menu. So, <laughs> <laughs> and dude, that well, place even char- even just to park anywhere around that place is insanely. I parked for a hundred dollars. What? Yes. Whoa. Was that, that it was SoFi, right? Yeah. Was that wow. a legit parking or was that like some guy charging? No, it was $100? a legit it was a full on parking Jeez. lot. And like all of them were like that. I think the cheapest one I because did some research ahead of time, the cheapest one was like sixty dollars and that was sold out by the time I looked. Wow. It's insane. Are there, was there, is there any public transportation? Is there a train that goes by SoFi? I don't think so. It looked because I did look into that, and it, it it all seemed like pretty difficult. Um, yeah, yeah, it was. It's terrible, and I've heard it. It wasn't just that show. Like I've heard that is just the way it is if you go there. Mm. Um, Damn. Yeah, I don't know how people Wild. do it. Well, a, yeah. Well, you know what, Tony? Hmm. We're gonna have to hold your just me or everyone Let's to the it. next show. Let's do it. What? I know because <laughs> I um, okay. So I used to do a segment. Where I would feature an adoptable dog. I think I called it Dog of the Week um, because uh, uh, my friend and uh, returning guest of the show, Laura London, who's a dog trainer and Animal Planet uh, star, was working with a downy animal shelter. And so she would send me dogs that she uh, like wanted me or recommended that I feature. And we actually got some of them adopted out. Uh, she, I'm not working, she's not like in that capacity right now. But um, I don't know if you guys have heard this as well, but like apparently it's crazy at the shelters right now. Shelters are really overfilled with animals. Um, I saw this post that was so bleak. 
um, it was a picture of an animal shelter and it was like all the crates lining up the hallways talking about how like there's like, you know, just crates packed with dogs that they don't have room um, you know, they've run out of kennels. So now the dogs are just in the hallways and the crates and normally kittens are adopted right away. But even, the, even kittens, it's taking like twice as long to adopt them out. And, um, you know, people are being faced with the choice of like either they can find a place to live or they can keep their animal. And it's just very, very bleak. And then we were talking to Kathleen who, um, is our dog sitter who was watching Wendy, um, while we were on our camping in quotes trip. And she was saying that, um, she was sort of talking about just how, how bad it is as well. Cause you know, all these, all these animals that were adopted during the pandemic who have all these behavior issues. Now that people are going back to work, people are having problems. And so they're like returning them to the shelter. Anyway, long story short, it's bleak in shelters. They're packed. Like, you can, you know, shelters even normally you cannot get puppies in shelters. There's even puppies now. So I want to bring this segment back. I want to feature adoptable animals. Um, uh, I, in the meantime, though, I just want to uh, shine a light on some rescues uh, that I recommend. And uh, we have a little song. Tony, we should have talked ahead of time. Um, Play it and then this fade song it down is, a little bit while you talk. What did you say? Play it and then fade it down a little bit while you talk. Yes, because it's uh, because it yes. Mm-hmm. Look at that. Yep. Look at that. Okay. Look at me knowing my job. You are a dog. dog, dog. You are a dog. Dog, dog. A doggy dog. Dog, 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 dog. That's what you are. So anyway, a shelter. Excuse me. I I misspoke. A rescue. That uh, I want to recommend, if you're in the L.A. area, is a purposeful rescue. They come highly recommended by Kathleen. Uh, just look them up, a purposeful rescue. And uh, they're also on Instagram, at a purposeful rescue. Uh, I was looking at their website earlier. Lots of adoptable dogs there. And listen, if you're out there and you work at a rescue or a shelter and you would like me to feature you or specific dogs or cats or whatnot, uh, let me know. Email me at show at gmail.com. Did I put an extra at sign in there? <laughs> I think I think people can figure it out. I think they can, right? Or tweet me at A-R-I-Y-N-B-F on Twitter. Great. Okay. Uh, listen. I thought you were gonna you're gonna highlight some dogs. No, I'm just I don't have specific dogs to highlight right now. I just have the the rest of your dogs to highlight. At? Yeah, where are you <laughs> where are the dogs at? I let the them dogs out. out. <laughs> oh, for God's sake. Well, listen, if so t- Daniel, go to the website and name some dogs. <laughs> A purposeful rescue. Tony, Here, cue up the music. Uh, Barnaby. Yeah. Clayton. <laughs> Rufus. Sklinturft. Yeah. Sklinturft. Oh, he's still there? Yeah, I, I mean, you can't get that with that name. Mm-hmm. He acts just like his name sounds. <laughs> um, Adolf Hitler Jr. Um, there's a lot of wild names on the site. <laughs> Dr. Dre DDS. <laughs> Are you going there? John Ross Bow Wowie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, closer, closer to the actual pronunciation than a lot of people get. I gotta tell you, that's a good point. 
All right, let's see. Meet our dogs. I'm going to meet their dogs right now. There's Ace. He is... We're going to need the By the way, if you look for meet our dogs, if you just Google that, you get... Do we meet our dogs in heaven? <laughs> oh. Okay, Atticus. There's Broomhilda. Uh, there's Calvin. Desdemona. Enid. Oh. Fairfax. Fayette. Gelato. Goldfish. Our, our listeners uh, Gelato <laughs> shit again. Now, one of the things, by the way, is there's lots of puppies in these rescues. Yeah, just go to the website. To the Ren Fair and just have dogs wandering around so it feels even more authentic to the time. Yeah. yeah. I like that. Or there would be no problems. Snow chewing, chewing on corpses. Yeah. Um, thank you, Daniel. <laughs> a fine selection <laughs> of names. Bring, bringing it to life. Um. Yes, this isn't my segment. <laughs> okay. You guys, thank you so much for listening. If you enjoy what you're hearing, or even if you don't, please leave us uh, a nice review. Five stars on Apple Podcasts. Make sure you're subscribed. And uh, follow me on social media at Allison Rosen. And listen to my other shows, Childish and Upworthy Weekly. Jonah, where can we find you? What should we look out for? Plug all your stuff. Uh, right now, the 13th season of Mystery Science Theater Ooh. 3000 is available on its own platform. Go get the MST3K app on any of your app stores, uh, and you can watch. We have like uh, it's like a, a an app called the Gizmoplex where we can we have classic episodes, we have like new episodes um, airing every month, and new shorts. And there's a new crew that come in. It's like just started doing their episodes too, so it's a uh, it's a lot of fun. It's like a real it was like paid for by fans, and we're Giving it right back, so that's Who's all. That's all. There awesome. Now. Who's yeah. this new crew? It's uh, it's uh, Emily Marsh is uh, playing Emily Connor. Uh, she is the new test subject, along with uh, uh, Kelsey Brady, who's the uh, voice of her uh, specific crow, who's a very great uh, and very funny puppeteer. And Connor McGiffin is her Tom Servo, who's an, just amazing, probably one of my favorite Tom Servos yet. Uh, uh, no offense to my Tom Servo, Baron Vaughn, but, um, and then there's also, uh, uh, another mad that's been added, uh, played by Yvonne, uh, Freese. So it's a, it's, it's a, you know, real fun, real fun crew. Lots of energy. Really, really funny stuff. Well, that's really cool. Yeah. John Ross Bow Wowie. Hello. <laughs> what about you? Where do we find you and, uh, what should we look out for? And you do all your plugs. Um, I remain at John Ross Bowie on Instagram and TikTok for the moment, but I don't know what I'm doing over there, man. That's a weird scene, man. That's <laughs> that, I feel very much like I have pulled up into a rave or something, and mm. I am me, and I'm just like, no, nah, this is not <laughs> feeling right at all. This is just, this is we do not have a match here. Yeah, um, but that was, that was my exit. That was my exit on the social media uh, freeway where I was just like, what's that? TikTok. This is where I get off. <laughs> nope, 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 nope. Yeah. Oh, look, a Wendy's. <laughs> um, yeah, um, I have a. Uh, I will be using those spaces, however, to plug the book I have coming out in the fall, um, which is a, uh, a a memoir called "No Job for a Man," which is about my uh, my my life in punk rock and sitcoms and mental health struggles and the. Uh, uh, New York City in the seventies. It's a it's a wonderful little mishmash of uh, why I am this way. That sounds wonderful. How many times do the Beastie Boys show up in the book? 
you know what? They I think there's one mention of the time I I, I was I can't say I had pizza with Ad Rock, but it was because it's a very long table. But I was at that table. <laughs> And it was before License to Ill came out. You had pizza in the air. But it was after... uh, um, uh, Yeah. Yeah. But also Household Faces. And also I have a podcast, Household Faces, where I I interview character actors. Um, We've got some great ones uh, coming up in the coming weeks. Uh, We have uh, Yul Vasquez from uh, Severance. Leslie Grossman from American Horror Story, um, uh, Julia Duffy from Everything, but uh, New Heart and Designing Women specifically. And the archives are great, too. We've got Alfred Molina back there, John Carroll Lynch, uh, Amy Hill. It's a it's a, a fun. We've got close to 50 episodes now of me uh, just who's doing who of who's that? Exactly. <laughs> Wait, God damn, who, where were you when you were branding? Uh, I think it's I think it's a it's a phenomenal show. Um and it, it's because it, it kind of highlights my favorite aspect of show business, which is just like like you know, working class entertainers. Like uh, like 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 most of the people we know. It's like it's like are they like household names? Like are they super famous or are they you know it's you know, no, but they're they work and they do good work and they, they are continually the, they are work. The, our friend Seth Morris referred to them as the stonemasons of the industry. Yes. And uh, I, I love that, uh, that idea. Um, and a, that means a great deal, Jonah. Thank you very much for uh-huh. saying that. Um, but yeah, that's exactly the idea. It's people who are not hugely famous and not hugely rich, but are really in it for the love and have great stories. Wonderful. Yeah. Daniel Quantz. Oh, uh, at Daniel Quantz, Twitter and Instagram, if you uh, are into that sort of shit. (laughs) And Tony. Oh, fucking coming up. (laughs) Twitter and Instagram at Tony Thaxton. And uh, Bizarre Albums, my podcast, every Tuesday. And the Motion City Soundtrack Tour starts in June and goes into July. So get those tickets starting real soon. Which means I'll be gone from here for a little while. Mm. Try Is to your survive. mom going to fill in for you? Have you asked? I haven't asked, but I'm going to go ahead and say no. Oh. <laughs> so she, did, did another podcast snap her up? Yeah, she's a big cum town. <laughs> oh my god! I don't. Is that a Legion of Skanks podcast? I, <laughs> no, I don't even know. I just know it's a podcast. I, I literally don't even up. know what it is. That's a real podcast. podcast. They're, they're I've popular, seen the like, name floating around. Like bread Fantastic. <laughs> I have no notes, Tony Paxton. <laughs> Wonderful. <laughs> well, down. this has been delightful. Thank you, everyone. Listeners, thank you for listening. I love you. You matter. Goodbye. Hey, do you know about the Allison Rosen show? 